You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. And this is the winter edition of the Girl Next Door book club. Uh, This very special episode will be completely dedicated to discussing Amy Poehler's very popular memoir, Yes, Please. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. And hey, all you fellow book club members. If you are listening to this right now, if you can hear my voice, (laughs) you are in the book club. Congratulations. (laughs) Very Um, elite. Yes. On every podcast episode, you know that we make a cocktail to share and book club episodes are no exception. So what do you have for us this time, Erica? Okay. Um, Well, in honor of Amy Poehler's Boston roots, which Mm -hmm. I just did not realize she was from Boston until I read the book, which makes sense why she did such a great Boston accent Mm -hmm. on SNL if if ever she had the opportunity. So that and the fact that Boston just got slammed with quite the winter storm again. Yeah. Again. My, our Instagram feed is blowing up with the with the snowy pictures. Pretty chilly pics, yeah. <laughs> so this is called the Nor'easter. So it is the chilly northern cousin to <laughs> a dark and stormy. Um, it is bourbon. And mm. I used, um, actually, I got Mr. Lad for Christmas some 12, I think it's called 12-year Elijah Craig. Ooh. And it's just like a step up, not super fancy, but like a step up from you know, a Jack Daniels or something yeah. like that. And just pretty tasty. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Um, Lad. Yeah. We <laughs> shared some. Um, and then it's just ginger beer, mm-hmm. a healthy wedge of lime mm-hmm. squeezed in there and some maple syrup, which I think anytime you mix bourbon and maple syrup, you have a good, a good thing. Uh-huh. All right. So cheers. Cheers to book club. Ooh, so, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm imagining that it's cold and wintry outside. Yeah, even, even though, though it's <laughs> basically spring here. <laughs> even though I can see your trees in bloom, I can see it from my yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, yes, I love the I love the spiciness of the ginger beer, kind of the sweetness with the maple mm-hmm, syrup, and then mm-hmm. that lime just it's always it a nice off little kick. I've officially determined you can mix anything with ginger beer and lime. Yeah, any alcohol that Can't is, go wrong. and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. So good mixer maybe to have on your yeah, like, you just know, always on hand mm-hmm. exactly. So we read Yes, Please, and mm-hmm. I just kept thinking the whole time that Amy would be a fabulous guest on the oh, Girl Next yes. Door podcast. Yes, she would. I just feel like she's our kind of mix of insight and smart talk with humor. Like, she's just a perfect mix. We hope that's what we're bringing we hope to that's the what we are. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we think we are yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, so I thought this one quote would kick off the discussion nicely and kind of set the tone. She writes, change is the only constant. Your ability to navigate and tolerate change and its painful uncomfortableness directly correlates to your happiness and general well-being. See what I just did there? I saved you thousands of dollars on self-help books. If you can surf your life rather than plant your feet, you will be happier. Maybe I should have called this book Surf Your Life. The cover could feature a picture of me on a giant wave wearing a wizard hat. I wonder if it's too late. I'll make a call. So that's kind of how the whole book progresses, I feel like. Smart mixed with funny and um, kind of profound insights mixed in with just funny stories and not taking herself too seriously. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the book? Okay, I... I Liked the book, and I want to preface my grade two by saying that I love Amy Poehler. Yeah. I loved her on SNL. I especially loved her during the 2008 election season mm-hmm. when she was playing Hillary Clinton and rapping with her mm-hmm. big pregnant belly. Um, I love Parks and Rec, and so I am a huge fan. 
but I did not just love, love this book. I wanted to just wanted love, to love it. it more. I uh-huh. wanted to just love it because I love Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it. So I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. I would still recommend it. It was still an enjoyable read. I looked forward to reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when I was reviewing my notes for this podcast, initially I felt like I didn't remember a whole lot about the mm-hmm. book. And I'm not quite sure why that is. Maybe because it, it does read more like separate essays. Yes. Even though you do kind of get this arc of her life, they they are kind of separate. And so maybe that kind of prevented me from remembering it all mm-hmm. as kind of one story, um, things like that. Um, but when I did read my notes, I was reminded of things that I found that I really liked that were insightful, that were funny, but they just didn't stick with me for Mm -hmm. some reason. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, so I just didn't find the writing beautiful or super compelling. It was kind of more, um, there were these little gems that would pop out, but for the most part, it was kind of this happened then this happened, then this happened. Sometimes it felt like it kind of jumped around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were those, the, the little messages where I thought that she had real clarity and kind of summarized something, but it didn't feel like there was that overarching theme or message, mm-hmm. even the, the yes, please. I don't, I don't know if I felt like that came through just yeah, I would like agree as with a that. theme throughout. I would agree. And I don't know if you noticed this too, but there were like, there were chapter headings but then like section titles there Mm -hmm. were like a lot of those kind of phrases Mm -hmm. and so I was always a little bit confused I think I was almost getting too many of those like just using one maybe for a section or for a chapter to sort of set the tone but it almost seemed like they were coming up so mm-hmm. frequently. I was like, wait, what's the theme? Of or I'm like relating it all back to uh-huh. that theme of yes, please. Yeah. Or because she kind of explains that a little bit, but then mm-hmm. not everything necessarily relates yeah. back to that. So yeah. I so would maybe agree. I wanted a little bit, a little bit more about mm-hmm. that. I felt like I wanted maybe some more of those observations because yeah. when she did make oh, them. Oh, totally. I really liked them. And I'm just so interested in. I mean, her life uh, working at SNL, mm-hmm. producing Parks and Rec and starring in it. And I, I just kind of wish we'd kind of gotten almost a little bit more. It kind of left me wanting even more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, I don't want to compare it to Bossy Pants, but yeah, I feel like I have hard. to, or at least while I was reading it. And I don't right. think you've read that I yet. I haven't yet. And okay. I'm glad I read it in this order because yes. everybody kind of says that. And poor uh-huh. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I like, know. And they probably just laugh about it. But I'm sure. Or hopefully just so ignore. easy to compare them exactly. because they're such great friends and do yes. the same thing at the same time. Exactly. And, so and both have these memoirs right. that are like kind of seem, kind right. of seem similar. But um, I, I found Bossy Pants to be a bit more more coherent. I laughed out loud several times during that book. So even though I don't want to make the direct comparison when I was reading it, I was having a hard time not making that Mm -hmm. comparison. So, but I will say there were several things that I really, really enjoyed and really loved about the book. First of all, I loved her observations on being a mother. Yeah. And that was surprising. I didn't really think about that she was going to go into that. I didn't know as much about her personal life. Um, But just the descriptions of how she how her life changed when she met her boys and just how how important they mm-hmm. are to her felt so tangible and mm-hmm. real to me. And so and I she just, just did loved in very that. real uh, yeah. honest, not overly sappy mm-hmm. ways, but just very like Yeah. I just keep saying insightful. But that's really it was just like yes. you just got to the heart of what that's yes. about. And it was very genuine. Yes. It yeah, it it was. It was so genuine. It 
like took it just far enough. Like if she went waxed a little bit more about mm-hmm. it, it would seem like, oh, you're just like pushing right. it. But it was just, it, it was perfect. So I did, I did really love that. Um, and let's see. I think there are, um, there were definitely, there were definitely things that made me laugh out loud in this book. And I just have a few that I mm-hmm. wanted to share. So one, I think she was talking about, uh, what this book is like. And she was quoting from, I cannot remember right now. It's a Wordsworth quote mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she says, this book is a spontaneous overflow in the middle of chaos, not tranquility. So it's not a poem to you. It's half a poem. It's a Poe. It's a polar Poe. <laughs> And I just love that. Just the play on words Mm -hmm. and just, I could hear her saying that. Right. And I can't remember now. We have a listener. Someone told us that they listened to the book. Oh, that would be great. And I kind of wish that I listened to it Yeah. because I wonder if some of those things where I said that it feels like the way that it was delivered, just this happened, this happened. Mm -hmm. I wonder if hearing it in her voice and hearing those inflections more narrative would just make it more interesting. I feel like maybe that's, I should make bossy pants my first audio book because you know yes. how I feel. I feel like they're cheating. Mm-hmm. This, I have a hard time reading This will one. change your mind then with Tina Fey reading Okay, Bossy maybe Pants. that should be my you first one. It. Okay. I like it. Okay, <laughs> deal. Um, the next she talked about, and I did love her descriptions of growing up in the 80s. I was, we were, I, I think both a little too young to mm-hmm. really appreciate what it was like, like being a teenager in the 80s. Yeah. That is really different. We yeah. were just still kind of in elementary school, but anyway, but I liked the, I liked the descriptions to mm-hmm. kind of see what we barely missed. I was definitely looking up to said teenagers. Yes. So that's <laughs> so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So she said, come to think of it, our pants were especially weird. Mm-hmm. We also wore stirrup pants, parachute pants, and velvet knickers. It was a real experimental pant time. <laughs> So I thought that was just awesome. And then um, finally, she said, this was about pregnancy, and I was super pregnant while I was reading this book, so this really resonated with me. Everyone is scared of you, and you have a built-in sidekick who might come out at any minute. (laughs) And when you're like 38 weeks plus pregnant, that is how it feels. It is just like this imminent event that everyone is aware of that Mm -hmm. can see you could happen at any moment and so it's everyone kind of like, looks at you with big eyes like yeah. you might just pop just at like any second back off yeah <laughs> so I did I really really liked that so anyway I have a few more things but maybe I'll kind of jump in as you okay. talk about the book too yeah. so what did you think um I would give it like a b plus a okay. minus okay. um I liked it a lot I thought it was very entertaining I again it, it wasn't one for me either where I'm like oh top five books ever right. read you know um I think that some parts that got a little tedious for me and mostly probably just because I haven't watched it as much. I've always liked everything I've seen her in or done, but I've never been like a fan per se. So right. I just recently started watching Parks and Rec because Mr. Ladd was away on business. Oh, and so nice. I knew this was coming up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a few episodes. And I did. I'm getting into it more okay. than the first time I started. Right. I think I just like wasn't in the mood for it the first yeah. time I watched a yeah, I can Netflix episode that. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was just like... I mean, when she's talking about her, it's like the first couple episodes, she's talking about her clavicle breaking when she falls <laughs> in the pit. And she's like, I mean, it's a little bit broken. Like, I'm just cracking up out loud. Yes. It's like, okay, I get this show now. <laughs> um, so I think that was part of it is I just didn't relate to some of those sections at, 
the detail that she went into, yes. you know, and even SNL, I feel like that wasn't my time, my prime yeah, me SNL watching time. Mm-hmm. Like it was a little before that with Will Ferrell and yes, that whole crew and it overlapped a little bit, but mm-hmm. some of the characters even there are the skits. I went back and watched on YouTube. Oh, like yeah. I hadn't seen the rap with her pregnant oh, belly. I so mean, it good. was epic. So good. But I hadn't seen it at the time. Yes. So it was, I feel like you could just relate a little bit more if you mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just loved her humor and insight mixed together. And I just feel like that's what makes people funny mm-hmm. anyways, or at least yeah. to me. Yeah. And when I don't find comedians funny is when I feel like there's no intelligence behind it. Yes. It's just right. rambling or, or like crass no or whatever. Yeah. I think that w- a lot of what makes people smart is also what makes them funny. Like mm-hmm. the ability to just notice the world around you and yeah. pay attention to these little details and like mm-hmm. call out the absurd mm-hmm. and, you know, um, find the humor in everyday yeah. life. So I just really thought she did a great job of that in mm-hmm. the book. Um, I, I highlighted. Would, I would say too, sorry to no, jump okay. in there. I would say too, that ability to laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. And she is just so willing. I mean, just the, the photos that she that she put po- that she puts in the book of herself yeah. just looking ridiculous and this is something that i actually just love about tina fey too and we've been re-watching 30 rock um they write scenes for themselves and do things where they do not look beautiful right. or pretty at all right but it's hilarious right and you love them for it because it's just like thank you mm-hmm. why why just because you're a woman do you have to look beautiful and thin and perfectly put together mm-hmm. all the time that's so one-dimensional totally. and so I just love that so she talked about in the book you know just fashion choices and even talked about you know I have recognized I'm not a runway model yeah or I'm not going to be playing these certain types of totally. roles but I have strengths in these other mm-hmm. areas and so mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about that yeah other like she stuff talked about anymore. her currency Exactly. Which I thought was brilliant, like to just know yes. and to own that, like, hey, mm-hmm. I can define what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Like, we're real good at defining what we're not good at or yes. what won't be our currency in right. life as women, especially, I think. But for her to be like, no, I, okay, fine. I have big eyes and kind of a crazy smile, mm-hmm. but I'm really funny. Yeah. And I'm smart and I'm fun to talk exactly. to. Or, you know what and I mean? I do like, great impressions yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. I loved that. I just really liked that part about it. Um, I highlighted basically the whole preface which was about her writing oh, process yes. and I, I was thinking about you so much it's just called writing is hard yes um I could just relate to not being able to read while you're writing oh um, interesting. which you talked about like how every book was like yes oh, they're so much the better face. than me yeah like it was a personal <laughs> offense when someone yes. wrote a good book or you just wish you had written it first exactly. or like I had a really weird irrational like I had a hard time even following authors that I really love, like uh-huh. on social media, like uh-huh. I usually do really during the writing process. That's so so I could totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, and then how she said, like she just had to take out her brain and put it in a drawer mm. and it was about just doing it. Like uh-huh. stop thinking about it. You can right. write total crap for a while, but right. she says, um, the doing is the thing, the talking and worrying and thinking is not the thing writing the book is about writing the book. Yes. Um, and I feel like it really, that's one of the biggest things I learned writing my book anyways, is just in life. Like the mm-hmm. talking and worrying is never the thing, uh-huh. you know, if you're talking about getting in shape or parenting or whatever, yeah. like all of the obsessing about it, mm-hmm. it's taking away the thing, right? from doing that thing. Yeah. So I highlighted that too. And I was thinking about you when I was reading that. And this is something that I've been kind of thinking about and I'd be curious to hear what our listeners might think too because 
I agree with that. But then at one point too, I'm trying to think about, do I agree with it wholeheartedly? Is it missing something? Because, okay, writing the book is about writing the book, but then, so that's about the process, Mm -hmm. but then actually having the book is important too. And I wonder if she didn't address that, or I wonder kind of Mm -hmm. how you feel after Mm -hmm. having gone through the whole process. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, it's, it's totally a double-edged sword because while I feel very proud that it's done and Mm -hmm. it's one of the most, it's one of the biggest times I've ever followed through on something in my life. Yeah, it's huge. It's not a huge strength of mine in general. (laughs) Um, and so I, but then it's such a dichotomy because then the whole point, it wouldn't have happened though if I didn't sit down on this random Tuesday when I didn't feel Mm -hmm. like it or this other day or stay up till midnight this Mm -hmm. one night working on it. And so you really you almost can't see the forest through the trees. Like you mm-hmm. can't see the final product without seeing all of I that see. and knowing that it's, you see it, everything it behind happened. it. And there's this little bit of this like postpartum kind of letdown, I guess, yeah. like when you do have the final product, because it's like you've poured so much into mm-hmm. it and now what? Right. You know, so I can get where really the, especially probably your first one. And I think this is her first book too, mm-hmm. where that, that doing it is the, is truly the biggest part of it. Cause yeah. you probably won't, it probably won't be your favorite thing you even write uh-huh. if you continue to go on writing, right. you know? Right. But it's so, like just following through and mm-hmm. getting it done. And mm-hmm. that's the experience yeah. that you carry with so that's you. That's for me, at least I could really relate. And I'm sure people have different, um, kind of ways of thinking about mm-hmm. writing and their own process about it. But mm-hmm. I could just, I was like, oh man, yeah. like I could have <laughs> written this section for sure. I feel yeah. exactly how she does about all of this. Yeah. So yeah, that was huge. Um, another thing I just really liked as an overall mm-hmm. message and maybe, I don't know, maybe she just could have done a better job of tying it back to this yes, please idea, but mm-hmm. was the fact that she was not at all apologizing about yeah. her success. In fact, yeah. she was a little braggy in some points but mm-hmm. I'm like wait that's not actually braggy there's nothing wrong with that she did all those things yeah. and she's proud of them right right um and telling the stories behind them which mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. and I just think uh, again especially as women I think that like rubs us the wrong way sometimes mm-hmm. like we're like oh wait are, should yeah. we be talking about our right. accomplishments like that or right should I should I downplay it right or a lot of times I know I've heard kind of anecdotally that women have a tendency to immediately credit all those that helped them. Yes. Which is of course very important, but you can still be proud. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wouldn't have gotten done if you didn't do it. And so I do really appreciate that too. I mean, I don't think it, it doesn't come across as um, boastful in a negative way that is like that, kind of turns you off it's just it's like and nice to see the opposite woman. can kind of be like off-putting to me these days like where people will pretend that something that was hard wasn't hard yeah it's Ooh, like I that's actually that. like a humble brag like yeah. you're just bragging mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. oh this was no big deal right like, instead of just saying thank you I worked really hard on it I'm yeah, proud of it exactly. or you know but it's so, so I like that too to that she hear. was talking about how ridiculously hard some of this mm-hmm. was and how worth it it was mm-hmm. but like I'm not going to pretend this wasn't hard yeah. work Um, So I just really loved that kind of theme Mm -hmm. um, throughout her book because then she did talk about the real genuine relationships and, you know, people like Seth Meyers and whatever that like she can't say enough about or Tina Fey or whatever that and the people involved with Parks and Rec that she just credits so much too. Mm -hmm. But like we did this, we did this thing together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, I really like that. That kind of relates to, I really like how she described from her childhood and she said 
I think this was, yeah, this is a quote. She said, ever since I was a small child, I would look at places where I wanted to be and believe I would eventually be on the other Mm -hmm. side of the glass. Mm -hmm. And I just love that innate optimism that she has. She just doesn't consider that she can't do it and it might take work or something, but just believing that you can do it is the first Mm -hmm. step. And I'm sure that comes from her parents, you know, from her upbringing and things like that. But, but that a lot just comes from her too. And Mm -hmm. I just really love that because I've certainly seen that in my life. I mean, if you write it off before you even begin, well, you're definitely never going to get there. Like I might not get there, but I definitely won't if I don't think I can. Mm Exactly. Exactly. And related to that, she said, I believe great people do great things before they are ready. Yeah. And I liked that so much too. That just really made sense to me. Sometimes a a lot of times you just kind of have to jump into something Mm -hmm. and you're never going to be 100% ready, whether it's parenting or it's Mm -hmm. a job just I mean you usually don't approach and your insecurities something. will always make you feel unready yeah, even if you are exactly yeah. I, I just feel like you're I'm just trying to think I mean of anyone I think I was just listening to a podcast this is such a tangent but like about NASA astronauts uh-huh. I mean they train for years mm-hmm. but when it still comes down to it they've never been in space totally. before so totally. you know you just at some point you just have to go for it so yeah. I just I really like that and I think I just like that she has that knowledge about Mm -hmm. it that it's okay I'm gonna jump into this but I'm gonna have the confidence that I'm gonna do a great job Mm -hmm. or that the best job that I can do is gonna be right because then you can be satisfied with the outcomes like Mm -hmm. you at least did your best Mm -hmm. and went for it you didn't half you know what half ass Mm -hmm. it and then feel like Mm -hmm. oh yeah could have done better could have done more yeah exactly I even feel like you know we've talked about that with parenting and adopting like we've done so much to this process is so intentional Mm -hmm. right like you can't just you don't accidentally adopt right yeah (laughs) so it's been a year now of getting Mm -hmm. ready now we're waiting but Mm -hmm. like a year of classes and all of these things and I've already been done with my job for two years Mm -hmm. and written a book in the process Mm -hmm. like fulfilled one dream that was Mm -hmm. great to get out of the way before having kids like but we still don't feel ready yeah and I mean we literally have child locks on things (laughs) and whatever but if they call us tomorrow we'll be freaking out a little bit but it's just there is no ready Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like there is no perfect it just doesn't work that way totally um I really loved to speaking of parenting her whole well, and more about women in general, I guess, mm-hmm. too. Her most brilliant line in the whole book, I feel like, was mm-hmm. the great for her, not for me. I know. Like, why is that so hard to, like, get our heads I around? Know. It's so true. It is so true. I feel like I've seen several other people mention that quote. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like that's more of a theme in the book that yeah. she maybe comes like maybe back to. Like, maybe that could have been the name mm-hmm. of the book. But, yes, I thought that was genius and mm-hmm. just sums up. Mm-hmm. How we can, uh, you know, just all approach each other with respect while not yeah. downplaying what we're it covers doing. like both sides. Like mm-hmm, exactly. I don't have to feel less than her because she's doing that, exactly. wh- whatever it might be, mm-hmm. making her own baby food, mm-hmm. doing what whatever yes. you're not yes. doing. Right. And just acknowledge it's not for me. And it's also celebrating like, hey, just because she's doing yeah. something different, like, oh, good for right. her for taking that on. It's just not something right. that I feel I need to take on. So mm-hmm. it's like both sides of that because I think when we're putting each other down and all the mommy wars and Mm -hmm. all that baloney is like it's about insecurities it's about us feeling like I should be doing that and you're making me feel Uh bad for not doing that by just existing and doing it you know Mm -hmm. so 
it kind of affirms both sides of that. Yes. And I just love it. And and you can just let it go. Like, who cares? Right. Why are we having these <laughs> debates about all these things? Yes. You know? And I loved, I think it was around that part in the book where she was talking about just that and had a quote. I can't quite remember it, but just talking about no, I don't feel guilty while I'm at work oh, because yeah. I love my job and mm-hmm. I've made sure that my kids have great care mm-hmm. and I'm still a hundred percent committed to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she doesn't doubt her love for her children or her commitment mm-hmm. to them, but then on the flip side, she doesn't feel that moms who are staying at home are missing out on something yeah. because that is exactly where they want to be. And so yeah. everyone can just be happy in their decisions and yeah. where they are. She has like a whole paragraph about, I don't remember exactly either, but it's like, um, you know, moms who work feel like they're supposed to be guilty mm-hmm. and unhappy and they're not. Mm-hmm. And moms who stay home are supposed to be bored and want to be doing yeah. something more corporate and they're not either. Right. Like we both love our jobs. Exactly. And, and then talks about how she does make it work. Like mm-hmm. she's like, I have a wife or I, you know, yeah. she has two very full time, mm-hmm. um, you know, nannies for lack of a better word, full time yeah. caregivers for her mm-hmm. kiddos that are, you know, part of the family mm-hmm. and and how respectful and honoring of them and the huge role that they play in her life too to not downplay that like no this is huge and it's how I make it work Uh and I love it right you know exactly I think she even weren't they including the acknowledgments Mm -hmm. I thought that Mm -hmm. was just I mean so deserving and just that she is cognizant of Mm -hmm. that I just thought that was really awesome I love when she talks about um, moon hunting with her boys. Oh, That's yes. my favorite part. I, like, I, I love that go too. On moon hunts when I know I have kids. that was that was just I know that was one of those where it was like a perfect sentimental description without being sappy. Yes, exactly. Just really, and how things don't always turn out perfectly, mm-hmm. but but then she's just making the most of it mm-hmm. and appreciating it and seeing that no, like this is the moment mm-hmm. you're supposed to be having. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to force it. I really did. I really really loved that. Um, okay, here's something else that I wanted to get your take on. There was, I think it was a chapter. It was um, something like treat your career like a bad boyfriend oh, or yeah. something like that. And so I here's a quote that I have about it. She said, try to care less, practice ambivalence, learn to let go of wanting it, treat your career like a bad boyfriend. <laughs> you have to care about your work, but not the result. You have to care about how good you are and how good you feel, but not how good people think you are or how good people think you look. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. And I think I do agree with it to a point but then, I mean, can you really not care about your career? Right. What, like, what's your interpretation of that? Maybe I think it's about, to me, I think it's a little bit about perspective and how you can, um, I think we obsess over how things turn out sometimes. And mm-hmm. maybe a little bit what she's saying is like, if you've put everything into it mm-hmm. and you know, you're doing a good job, yeah. don't like how, like how a bad boyfriend, you can't control if they don't right. necessarily reciprocate the uh-huh. way that you want them to can't but make them call you yeah like where you care but you know what you're not my worth you're not my identity mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've done my best right and that's it and like okay I think um was it just lively that was on Sarah R. Bagley podcast somebody was on talking about living out of your um priorities okay instead of for your outcomes because okay. you can't like I can't control exactly what the scale is going to say this mm-hmm. week but if my priority is living healthy making healthy mm-hmm. choices about eating and exercise yeah 
then I've done my best and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get bummed out if the scale doesn't say what it should. Right. But the scale will eventually mm-hmm. over time, the pattern will do that if yeah. I'm, you know, so I think there's a little bit of that in there where mm-hmm. like you can't always control the outcome. Right. But you know, yeah. you can control the process and kind of doing your best. Yeah. And maybe too, just putting your energy and passion into those things that matter the most to you because Mm -hmm. there can be a lot of things just in any job where you can put a lot of energy into things that aren't exactly aligned with your passion or that maybe you think that someone thinks you should be doing exactly Mm -hmm. that you should be doing it and so maybe that's kind of you know don't care about how people what people think you should Mm -hmm. be doing and things like that or how you think you should be looking and then it'll it'll turn out the way it's supposed to. Right. So yeah, Yeah. but I thought that was just really interesting. And I, I did like that she had these quotes that made me think and Mm -hmm. made me think, well, how does that apply to me? Do I agree with that uh, Mm -hmm. based on my experience? So I think that is the mark of a good writer. Yeah, I think so too. Even that feeling that I had about like, Oh, is she bragging? Is she not? Was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well it causes me to think about it Mm -hmm. and think about, how society views that in general and, Mm -hmm. you know, if I agree or not. So yeah. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. So overall I would definitely recommend this book. Um, what do you think? Would you recommend it to just anyone or, um, I don't know that. Well, like thinking of my husband in particular, (laughs) I don't know that men would get as much Mm. out of it. Yeah. I feel like, I I feel like her audience, you know, you have to know your audience when you're writing and I feel like she definitely writes towards women, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not that they wouldn't get something out of it or be Mm -hmm. entertained, but, um, you know, maybe that was one you could listen to on a car trip together and both get something out of it, but to recommend to read to them, probably not. Um, I also think if you really don't have a clue who Amy Poehler is, (laughs) you'd really be like a little like, what the heck? Cause there is a lot about her work in there and what she does. Yes. even and her stuff that a lot of us probably haven't seen, like her improv yeah, organization. And, and sometimes that she it felt like I wanted some more detail and some more context. I was feeling like I just needed like to I should know about that. I should right. know these people. And right. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I am terrible at knowing I mean celebrities mm-hmm. or famous mm-hmm. people um can never match a name to a face, but like I definitely Googled some things. Yes, for <laughs> sure. I'd be like, oh, who is that? And there were names that then once I saw them yeah I was like oh yeah I know who that is right. but I just wouldn't she didn't give a lot of you know, um you know this person right. who was famous for this skit right you know you might know them from exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and I feel like if you just don't I mean I feel like if you don't like memoir typically that's probably not a good place to start yeah I just really kind of like hearing about people's lives mm-hmm. and reading about that so yeah. but if that could get tedious I guess if you don't typically read that kind of thing yeah but but yeah Yeah. I mean I thought it was entertaining I thought um she had just some great stuff but it it, it's more it's a little bit of a cherry picking book for me like I just it's very topical anyways Mm -hmm. and then she just has these amazing gems Mm -hmm. and then the rest is like okay I mean yeah I think that's what I'm gonna take away from it these little um these little insights and I feel like I know a bit more about her Mm -hmm. and her perspective but it's it's not something that I'm walking away thinking of this just story. Yeah. Or a game changer. Like, yes, whoa, exactly. she, you know, mm-hmm. rocked my world mm-hmm. or anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So 
I so think that, I think that wraps up our I book club. So. But you told me that there's something, something that you just news. have to share with I'm me. I'm chomping at the bit. I may be <laughs> amping it up too much. So we're doing a special little special little neighborhood news yeah. edition. So you so can this, share this just with because me. this is so timely. So this morning, <laughs> just I this morning. woke up and you know went to the. Ba- I can never sleep all the way through the night, so I had to get up at like five and go to the bathroom. Okay. And then I always doze for a couple right. more hours, probably. Uh-huh. And um, you know, that's when you have the weirdest dreams. And you must yep. have been on my mind because I talked to both you and Chris and I saw the whole family oh, at yeah. one point yesterday we were out all on out. the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, and I knew we were podcasting today. So you guys must have been on my mind and we're having a neighbor dinner That's on, right, Friday, on Friday, which you guys initiated so nicely, mm-hmm. like just a casual, yep, drop hey, in. come on over for some pot pie and uh-huh. don't not, feel like you have to like. Not mopping my floors. Yeah. And you're not going <laughs> to look at them. Nope. <laughs> So I just love this whole concept that we're doing this now. And so I'm looking forward to Friday. And so I had this dream that Friday came. Okay. It was very specific. (laughs) Friday came and you texted me, hey, I will bring all the food, but do you mind if we have it at your house? I don't know, something like you're like, it right. just it just would really help out if we yeah. could have it at your house. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh-huh. And I think it's you know we go back and forth with oh, that yeah. even today about where we were going to yes. podcast, so it was no big deal. <laughs> so you guys come over, and we're having this neighbor dinner, and I'm like so grateful for such great neighbors, Aww. and like the other yeah. neighbors are over, and then you're having a showing of your house. <laughs> An open house because you're selling your house next door. Oh, and I was, timing. it was like stab in the heart. Like what? And it was like, like you were far into the process. Oh like people gosh. were coming back for a second yeah. showing oh and your gosh. realtor was like oh. ready to like present you with offers at this neighbor dinner. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. It was the sad. I, I literally woke up sad. Oh. Like what the heck? I'm and then, so to, then there was this really random awkward detail. So then <laughs> we go back over to your house because we discover this whole like showing is going on. Oh and we're gosh. like, oh, come, let's come see how it went. And like the realtor had like baked cookies and it smelled like cookies. So I'm feeling so betrayed because this is I why we imagine. had to be at my house. And like, oh, by the way, we're just moving. Oh. And um, so anyways, so we're over there and like Chris is sitting down in a recliner, which you don't even have, I no. don't think. But we go to leave. And there's like all this tension and awkwardness and we go to leave and I give you a hug uh-huh. and I go to give Chris a hug and he like stands up, sticks out his hand to shake my hand. And then I'm like, oh, come on, give me a hug. We'll uh-huh. just make it awkward. Like I'm joking around. Right. And he's like, no, I can't stand up. I have a bad leg. <laughs> so we both like fall because I'm like going in for a hug and we both like fall on the ground out of the recliner. It is the most painfully awkward situation ever because you're oh moving. And then I like didn't realize he had a bad leg. And I fell on him in the recliner. It was hilarious when I woke up like, oh. wow, I must really be scared that they're going to move sometime soon. That is so funny. Well, I apologize for dream Kelsey. <laughs> it was it was like one of those, if we were married, I would have been mad at you when yes, I woke up. Yes, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I do apologize for the dream Whartons. We would never do that. We will give you plenty of warning if we're ever thinking of moving, which we are not. And... <laughs> I apologize for dream Chris's bad leg. <laughs> Maybe because we were talking about working out yesterday. I don't know Did- what it was. It was so, I think it was just like one of those, the dream felt so awkward and there was all this tension because so we were supposed like, to feel awkward. What, would, what like, would manifest this awkwardness? Yeah, like what could make it over the top awkward? Because we were, you were like, oh, isn't this so exciting? Like right, we're going to get this right. great and offer. Like, and they no, were really excited not. to see the house like the third time. And oh, I'm like, oh, how could you what? not have told me any of this? Oh and we're gosh. supposed to eat pot pie right now. <laughs> so yeah 
So it was, I think it was the culmination of that, that, that then I'm going to fall also. on your husband in the recliner <laughs> and also not realize his disability. <laughs> that is just awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad that you had that yeah, dream. It was pretty amazing. Well, <laughs> I don't think your kids were there for some reason. Like, That's fine. They weren't causing... They should be in bed anyway. Yeah. Even I in mean, dream world. They didn't do anything offensive. <laughs> That is that's awesome. What I have in, I, in Dreamland neighborhood news. I love it. I think that's the first dream neighborhood news that we've had. No, and I feel like that's the first dream I've probably ever even had about you, and it <laughs> the was neighbors. that. I hope it's not our last dream neighborhood news. I'll try <laughs> to dream something about you guys. You probably will now after that ridiculous dream. It'll be on your mind. We'll have a new special section where we just talk <laughs> about our dreams. It's going to be great. We're definitely going to make it into the top 10 podcasts. Yep. yep. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that about think wraps so. up our book club and special mm-hmm. dream neighborhood news. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can say anything more <laughs> after that. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us for the Yes, Please book club and for uh, Erica's dream reflection. <laughs> Anyone who wants to have interpretation, <laughs> yes, please. interpretation, please let us know what you think. You can always find the show notes um, for all our shows on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. We love getting your emails with um, show topic suggestions or letting us know what you thought about a topic. Email us at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com definitely follow us on twitter we're high girls next door we'd love to know what you thought of the book thanks so much for dropping in until next time be neighborly um but oh boy okay gonna have to edit this admission i think i forgot a second page you know what when you're meeting someone new and you feel like you're coming across awkward oh my god i'm like dying to listen to this right now